0: So I suppose I'll start by just saying, here I am in my RV, chilling like a villain. I'm in Boulder. I have found um, the spot to park where several other campers and whatnot are parked on the street. It's right behind Whole Foods and these baseball, softball fields here. And it's snowing currently, it's 32, 34 degrees, it is a mix of rain and snow, which is just typical boulder fashion, right? Two days ago it was 70 degrees and sunny. It was gorgeous, I was by the pool, it was, um, you know, there was outdoor workouts going on, and now two days later it's snowing, right? Things move quickly around here, which is why a lot of people like it. It is interesting. It keeps it exciting. You don't really get too bored out here with the weather, at least. Um, However, the climate, as far as... um, You know, the social climate, if you will... As I'm coming back here into Boulder, I feel what I thought was there before I left, but wasn't quite sure that there is a bit of a harsh edge here in Boulder. It has grown with the presence of the, you know, the, there are the haves and have-nots here for sure. Like, there's a stark contrast, and there are a lot of have-nots that gather here, you know, typically because it is quite warm all year round, um, and there's now, there's an edge to how people are viewing these, these, these have-nots in the, in the community. Um, so places like Barnes and Noble, where I went yesterday to, you know, hang out, read some books, magazines, it's mostly filled with the folks who don't have another place to be and so there's an edge between everyone all those folks who are um, you know homeless or housing insecure in between them as well as between the folks who work there you know there's a tension in the air that doesn't feel great you know I now have a place to, to live. I have security here in this mobile home on wheels. I'm sitting here with the heat on. I'm on my I'm able to sit at my little dinette set here and write on my laptop and listen to music, I made some coffee this morning, stovetop espresso, I've got a full kitchen, bath, etc. You know, so it's snowing out, raining, but I'm here in comfort. Yet, I felt immediately back towards a couple years ago when I didn't have a home. And Barnes Noble was one of the only places I could spend some time. So it makes sense that the folks in there are a bit on edge or cautious or something to that effect. But I don't know, it just strikes me as that not every society, not every community is going to view the have-nots with this same sort of disdain or speculation or distrust, mistrust, and those are some things that I intend to uncover whether that is true or not. If I go into communities that maybe are dealing with the homelessness issue in a better way you know, less finger-pointing, more communal understanding, to see what the vibe is there like Barnes and Noble and the library are and Whole Foods to some degree are kind of the only indoor places for homeless people to hang out in Boulder so it makes sense that those places would become you know a bit edgy a bit antagonistic um, because it's the only place for these people to be so they gather right they gather and they stay and of course they're not really buying anything you know in Barnes and & Noble In and a library doesn't matter you know you don't really buy things from a library you, you know you rent them or you borrow them rather um, but it makes sense that those areas would then become the sort of focal point for discontent From the rest of the community, if that's the only place for homeless people to be, that's clearly where they're going to gather. And then, you know, they are sometimes an unruly bunch. They they are disheveled. They, you know, they don't have the resources that home housed people have to take care of themselves, their hygiene, etc. So everything suffers, their physical health, their mental health. Right? So it's not unreasonable that folks who don't live in that world, that they would be somewhat leery of these folks, um, even if they aren't posing any sort of threat, it's a natural reaction for us to sort of shy away from what we don't understand, and we clearly don't understand, most people clearly don't understand what it's like to be homeless. So that just fuels and, and furthers that divide between people, between the haves and the have-nots, and just being here back in town, you know, seeing all these college kids around that clearly come from, um, the majority of them clearly come from houses of means, right, houses, homes, families with means. They are aloof to the what it's like on the other side, and the majority of Boulderites are aloof to it as well. They come here because they are pursuing very highbrow enterprises, you know, uh, technology, natural food, marketing, design. Development. Right? These are very white collar, highbrow professions and professionals. So it is a strange mixing pot here um, that I'm not sure if I really enjoy anymore. Because I don't fully fit in with either side, with either crowd. I'm not, you know not most of the folks that here in Boulder it's, they're not weird anymore right the the spectrum has has really broadened and, and the middle ground has, has seemingly disappeared you're much you're either much further on the have side with beautiful million dollar home Audi and BMW in the driveway or garage You know, kids that have everything they they could want and ask for and you live a comfortable life, you know, maybe supported by some debt. (laughs) Who knows? Everybody has some debt, right? Um, But rather conservative socially, i.e. they're not going to take too many risks, break too many rules, things like that. Um, They're good at following the rules. And then you have the complete other side of the have-nots that are more and more just outcasts of society. That because they are looked down upon, you know, that sort of feedback loop pushes them towards more and more extreme versions of of themselves and of their, um, you know, difference, differentness, if that's a word, they get more brazen and out there and, you know, I want to identify a little bit, or I do suppose I identify a little bit more with them because they are not rule followers, they are not just, you know, doing what they're told they are kind of leading their own lives, individual lives, but I also don't identify with them because they're too far out there, and too far gone, in a way, you know. There, there's not a great middle ground here in Boulder anymore where you can be, you know, slightly weird, slightly off, you can be offbeat, yet still part of functioning society. Um, people aren't as open and smiley and welcoming in general here in Boulder as they used to be. You know, in a way that they're going to actually embrace the the strangeness within each other. There's still plenty of people that are happy that if you pass by them on the walking trail, they'll smile, they'll, you know, nod their head, say hello, but they're not gonna stop and engage with each other. Um, in a way that actually seemed much more likely in Bend, Oregon, where I spent some time this summer. And so my goal is to find more communities like Bend that uh, still embrace each other with open minds, hearts, eyes, you know, that foster more of that serendipitous friendship relationship from once we were strangers to now we're going to have a beer together right and um, so that will be sort of the purpose and journey purpose of this journey to see what it's like in America still and uh, hopefully find the coolest most open welcoming silliest strangest places to to be so come along if you like And let me know what you think of these places, if you have any ideas of where I should visit. Um, Yeah, and we'll uh, take it from there. Cheers.